Good, so um, my name's John, I'm one of the elders here. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Good. Um, so I've had this date for preaching in my diary for some time, and I've been on a bit of a journey to get to where we are today. So I, I, my usual practice is over weeks I, I seek God and listen to what he's saying. I did that and I had pretty well a complete sermon prepared. And two weeks ago we had the Revive Our Hearts conference with students from all over Europe and beyond here and we had an amazing time with God. For the week after that, every time I went to God, every time I started to pray, all I could hear was him saying, the river is flowing, the river is flowing. And by about Friday, I got to the point of saying, well, all I hear is the river's flowing, what, what about this sermon? Okay, right, time to ditch the sermon, and this is what I believe God is saying prophetically to us as a community today. That the river is flowing. We've heard over many years um, sermons about there would be a time when the river would flow. We had prophetic word from Mark DuPont about a river of gold that was coming. I've preached on this same passage saying the river is coming. But I believe that today, or actually for the last two weeks, we, the river is flowing and and so I also believe that, that God has given me um, a commission to actually speak into being things where the river doesn't feel like it's flowing at the moment. We're going to be in Ezekiel chapter 47. If you've got your Bibles, you might want to, pe- to look at that. It's all going to be on the screen. But with, when, if you've done any prophetic training you will know that there is a principle of revelation, interpretation and application as a way of processing uh, prophetic words. And so that is the the way I'm structuring today because I believe this is a prophetic word for Emmanuel Church in July 2023. And so we're going to go, the revelation is we're going to look at the passage. It's got lots of imagery in it. So we're going to interpret that, we're going to use scripture to interpret scripture, and then we're going to come to the application of what I believe God is saying to us here and now at the moment. So let's get going with Revelation, and I'm going to, to, to read this from my Bible because my eyes aren't quite good enough to see that up there. I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. Then... This is, Ezekiel's been having a, a guided tour of the, of the temple. Uh, then he, he brought me back to the door of the temple. And behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple south of the altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate, and he led me round on the outside to the outer gate that faces towards the east. And behold, the water was trickling down on the south side. Going on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits and then led me through the water and it was ankle deep. 
Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water and it was knee deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through water and it was waist deep. Again, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass through for the water had risen. It was, it was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on the one side and on the other. And he said to me, This water flows towards the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the, wa- the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that, that swarms will live there and very many fish. For this water goes there that the waters of the sea may become fresh so that everything will live where the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea. From Engedi to Enegram, it will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They're to be left for salt. And on the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. But they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves will be for healing. So that is the passage that we're going to look at. So that is the revelation. There's lots of imagery in there. It can be a little bit hard to understand what's going on and what the application might be. So we're going to try to go through that, try to understand that, and then we will talk about what the application is. So we're going to move over to interpretation. So I'm going to break it down into four chunks, the same four chunks that we had on separate screens earlier on. So Ezekiel is brought into the temple in this vision, and he sees water trickling from the Holy of Holies. And then there's lots of complicated bits about east and south and doors and thresholds. But the simplest way to think about it is if you imagine that water started flowing out of this building and it went out through the fire door, then you wanted to see where it's going. Well, you'd have to go out through the door, round the edge of the building, and you'd come to the fire door on the other side and you would see the water trickling out. So don't get mixed up with all of the easts and souths and thresholds and which way everything is facing. It's this image that in the Holy of Holies, the place of worship, the place where, where, where the people of Israel believed the presence of God dwelled, that from there, water is flowing. It's only a trickle, but it's flowing and it's flowing out of the walls of the temple so it's not just confined to the place where worship happened, but it's flowing out into the land around it and into the society around it. Um, So what does the temple represent? Apart from being a place of worship, as I've said here, uh, in 1 Corinthians it says that you are God's temple. 
uh, and God's Spirit dwells in you. So as we're looking at the temple, we're thinking about corporately, as a church and individually, the temple is representing us. And in John 7, 37, a passage that Ian knows well, uh, Jesus said, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were yet to receive. So in this passage, when we see the, the, the water and the river, that's representing the Holy Spirit. And it's coming out of our hearts, out of a place of worship, and, and it's flowing streams of living water. So, so now we've seen the, 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 the temple, the worship, and the, the river. So the river is the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit moving among us. So the next little chunk. Going eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits. And we see that there's a progressive movement of he goes from the trickle to ankle deep to knee deep to waist deep, and then it's too deep to cross. And we're used to rivers doing that. If you go up to the source of the River Weir, you'll find a little stream trickling out of the, of the hillside. And then as you move all the way down and all the way out to, to Sunderland, it gets bigger and bigger. Well, why does that happen? That's because other streams and other rivers come in. But this river isn't like that. We don't hear of anything else coming in, it's just this little trickle that gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's characteristic of the way God works. So if you think of the feeding of the 5,000, there's a boy comes with his, his uh, loaves of bread and his two fish. That's like the trickle. And without actually getting Deliveroo to come in or anybody else or just eat, Suddenly there was enough food there for 5,000 plus. It's the same thing. God is a God of multiplication. It may feel at the moment like the work of the Holy Spirit that's happening is like a trickle. But I believe the river is flowing and we are going to see that, that trickle go to ankle deep, to go to waist, uh, knee deep, to go to waist deep, and then to be so big that you, can't, you have to swim, you can't cross it. That's the, I believe prophetically that that is what God is doing in this season. We have seen a trickle for the last two weeks, but the river is flowing. If you don't remember anything from this sermon, just remember the river is flowing at the moment. That's what's happening. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. This is where things start to get complicated. First of all, it's easy. We can see the, the, the trickle from the temple going outside and following it and then it getting deeper and deeper and deeper till it's now a river. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. And as I went back, I saw on the bank uh, of the river very many trees on the one side and the other. And, then it, and so it goes on. So the river flows into the Arabah, which is a, a, another word for the Jordan Valley. So, we're going to see, as it goes into the sea, the sea is the Dead Sea, which it's a sort of, this is a geography lesson, um, 
So the Dead Sea is like a, it's like a, like an oval shape, and it's, it's more or less facing north and south, so it's a lot longer than it is wide. And the Jordan Valley is at the very top, at the very northern end, but that's where the river flows into the Dead Sea. Why is the Dead Sea called the Dead Sea? This is maybe a geography lesson. It's because it, water flows in, but nothing flows out. The water that it, why does it fill up? Well, the water evaporates. And if you know, know that when water evaporates, it leaves behind the salt that, that it was contained. So, you know, when it's been raining, it gets rains on my glasses, then the, 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 um, the water evaporates, but I still get left with these little smudges where the, where the water drops were. Or if you have a kettle, where you boil the kettle, but in some places, not in Durham, fortunately, but in some places, you get left with all sorts of white gunk in the bottom of your kettle. It's the same principle. The water's been flowing into the Dead Sea for thousands upon thousands of years and evaporating and leaving salt behind. And it becomes so salty that nothing can live there. So that's why it's called the Dead Sea. But when the river of God flows into the, the sea, what happens? Let's go back. Water flows down into the eastern region, into the Arabah, that's at the Jordan Valley, at the very top of the, of the Dead Sea. And it enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, it will become fresh. So that's completely different from what is happening naturally. This is where supernatural things start to happen in this, in this vision. The water is going to become fresh. Where the river goes, living creatures will live in the river. Every kind of living creature will live. So this is the Holy Spirit, the river of God, coming into places that are dead and, and taking, turning death to life and bringing life wherever the river goes. All, all sorts of fish and swarming creatures. So where you have fish, there you have fishermen. Fishermen will stand beside the sea. From Engedi to Enegliam, it will be a place for the spreading of nets. Well, where are these places? They're lovely names. Well, I told you that the Dead Sea is sort of long and thin like this. And down on, if I look at it on this side, Engedi is at the bottom. On this side, an Eglium, they're not quite sure where that is, but um, the Bible scholars think it's on the bottom at the other side. So it's all the way round the edge of the Dead Sea. So that's about 140 miles of places where you would be foolish if you went fishing at the moment. Because it's dead, there's nothing there. You could fish all day, there aren't any fish. But then all of this huge distance would, as the river of God, the Holy Spirit, the work of God comes, then it will be a place for spreading fishing nets. It will be a place for fishing. So, fishermen, well, what does that represent? Well, when Jesus called the disciples, several of them were, were by trade, fishermen. And he said, um, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Fishermen are representing evangelists people who, who will catch the fish uh, and, and bring them into the kingdom. We also see this picture of trees. 
On the banks of the river, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. But they will bear fresh fruit every month, because the water flows for them. The water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves will be for healing. So what's the, what's the interpretation for the trees? Well, in Psalm 1, we, lear- we learn about the, the righteous person. So this is a picture of the Christian. And, and it goes through quite a bit. I've just cut a few couple of verses there. It says, Blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law meditates on it day, of night, day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. See the same thing coming up here. Only these two things are happening almost at right angles. We have this, this story of the river, and then the trees are sort of incidental, and we heard that here the story of the man, the righteous person, doesn't necessarily mean a man-man, but it could be a woman-man as well, person. Right? The righteous person, and then the river is incidental to that. So when we see both of those, we get a bigger picture of what God is talking about there. So what is the application? Remember, the, the reason I... Whoop, there will be a brief intermission while the person of that vehicle will, will does, does whatever they need to do. <coughs> so the, and that wasn't the application, by the way. So the application is the river is flowing. I believe the river is flowing. God has started to move among us in a new way. We, moved, we went to a new level of the, of the river of God flowing two weeks ago. I believe he started. It feels like a trickle. When you have a trickle of water, you don't, it doesn't particularly have much effect, but it's there. And, and what, we, what I want us to do, and what I'm going to be um, speaking over people, is words to, to get into the river and to take the benefit of what God is doing. So the river is the Holy Spirit flowing among us, the river of God working at the moment. Where does this start? This starts in worship. It starts in our individual worship. It starts in our corporate worship. It started in the temple and the Holy of Holies, the place where the presence of God was um, was believed to be by the people there, the place where they would come to worship. And as we worship, that's when the river of God will be flowing among us. But the, the worst, it isn't supposed to just stay within the four walls of the church. It's supposed to go out into society, to go out into all the different activities that we do. Nearly 30 years ago, we had amazing, an amazing move of God um, that spread across the whole world. But by and large, it stayed within the four walls of the church. It was almost like a swimming pool where we would come every, every week and we could play around in the swimming pool, but it, it, very little of it actually went out and touched the society around us. We're not looking at a swimming pool, we're looking at a river. 
and the river flows and the river is going to go out into society. And there are many activities that people in this church do out in the villages, out in the communities, on the estates. And what I'm going to want to do is want to be praying over you and speaking speaking the river of God over you in all of the activities that you're involved in. That's a, a heads up. So as the river of God flows out into our society and into our communities, people are going to become Christians. Life is going to come like those fish that we heard about in the river. When the river flows into what is currently dead, then we're going to see people becoming Christians. I very strongly believe this river is flowing and we are going to be seeing people coming to Jesus. In uh, a couple of times in the Gospels, there's one after the resurrection, the disciples had gone fishing and they'd fished all night and they'd got no fish. The word of Jesus came, cast your nets out again on the other side of the boat and they got so many fish that the boat was about to sink. We've, we've had uh, evangelism, we've had outreach We've seen bits, little bits coming in, we've seen people coming in, and it's fantastic. And let's just rejoice in everybody who has come to know Jesus through what's happening. But I believe this is a season, not just for for one fisher person or whatever, but actually for the spreading of fishing nets over all of these places where it was so barren, we would never never have seen the fish come where it would have been foolish, like on the, the banks of the Dead Sea, to spread, spread fishing nets. I believe this is a season where we're going to see the fish come in. I want to be, for everybody who has a heart for evangelism, I'm going to be praying over you and speaking the word of God over you to, to, to cause faith to come, to cast your nets over, because I believe this is, the river is flowing and we're going to see him come. And so what happens when people have become Christians and they've come into the church? Well, they need discipling and many times they need healing. One of Jesus' main ministry tools was going out and bringing healing. So we, the rest of us or other people, um, who, there's people who have got hearts for discipling and people who have got gifts of healing. So that we need to be like those trees, rooted but standing by the stream, but with our roots going down deep into Jesus, into God, into the, taking the, the water of the Holy Spirit from the river so that we can provide discipleship and we can provide healing for those people who are um, going to be coming in through the fishermen. And the river, it started as a trickle and then it went to ankle deep, then it went to knee deep, then it went to waist deep, and then it went high. So we're going to, I believe we're going to see the work of God move. I believe the river is flowing. I'm sticking my neck, neck out here. That I believe the river of God is flowing, and that we're going to see increase in all of those areas. So, Tina, could you come and play for us, please? Because what I want to do now is I want to um, get the different groups who are listed on this slide. And I've also asked Sally and Taiwo to come and, and help with ministry. Anybody who is on the ministry team who is not part of one of these groups, then 
please come and grab a badge and, and pray because what I want to see, what I believe God has given me an anointing to do is to speak creatively about getting into the river for all of these different groups. So, on the far side there, could we have anybody who is uh, in, in, involved in worship? So that's the worship bands, it can be the people on PA, it can be the people on AV, it's the peop- burn people, William. Please could you come up, so you can come, start to come now, if you, right? Um, over on, on that, right in that corner. Anybody who's involved in worship, because what we need is, is uh, worship uh, people who are, who are moving in the, the river of God. And I absolutely bless God for the fact that our musicians are, are um, people who, they, their first goal is to see that God move. The first goal is to worship and to bring heaven. They then do the, the, the musical excellence, which they do do, but that's not their primary goal. The primary goal is to be, is to be worshippers. So then can we hear have people who are involved in outreach activities, people from the Gilesgate uh, community group, people who live in the villages, who have a heart for the villages, uh, people who, um, maybe, maybe Lisa with your food bank, ha- people who are doing ministry, uh, make lunch, anything like that, please can you come, because I want, I want to see the river of God come in all of your activity. Are there not more people in this church who are who are, who are excellent? <coughs> right in the middle here, I want people who have a heart for evangelism. So Scarlet, you come out here. Um, people, Chris, come out. Excellent. Um, people who have a heart for evangelism. We want because you have been like people fishing for many years. Without, without being very fruitful. And I want to pray faith to come. Right here, I would like people who are, have got a heart for discipleship. So anybody involved in freedom, for, freedom in Christ, anybody involved in uh, discipling new Christians, um, yeah, And over here, people who have a gift of healing. So, Ian. Right, people who have a gift, because we want to see healing break out. And if you aren't actually already involved in this, but you have a heart to do any of these things, please come out and join these people, because... So, so, John, you're involved in discipling. You're in project, anybody involved in Project Arrow with discipling young people? Um, so, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. And we ask that you will come. I believe your river is flowing. And so, Lord, I want to pray for all of our 
our, our musicians, worship leaders. Lord, I thank you for their heart of worship. But Holy Spirit, just come right now and I pray, touch all of, the, all of them. Touch them. Lord, I just pray for a new wellspring of worship bubbling up inside them. Lord, thank you that you said that for those who, who know you out of their very insides would come springs of living water. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, come now, springs of living water, as they worship, there will be worship coming and flowing from the throne of God. Lord God, I want to pray now for these people and just speak fruitfulness over all of your endeavours out in the, the communities. Yeah. So actually, anybody who's involved in the Friday night youth ministry, so in, in, in Frenzies, in Ignite, in Blaze, could you come as well? Because cause that, there's, there's many children coming from the communities. Lord, I just pray fruitfulness in everything that they do, Lord, I pray for Sir Lisa in the food bank that she will be, be delivering um, the presence of God, that the river would flow. Lord, I pray for the villages, for Eshwinning uh, and for Gilesgate. Lord God, I pray just come with your river and flow uh, out, out of it. Lord God, it's got to come from your worship. It's got to come from you. It's not we can't manufacture it. But Lord, I just pray, Spirit of God, come, come with, with, with outreach. And Lord, I just pray for the evangelists. Lord, I thank you for, for their heart to see the lost. And Lord, as they cast their nets out, Holy Spirit, I just ask, come, come Lord Jesus. Come with fruitfulness. Lord, I pray for new faith to arise. That, that as we see your Holy Spirit coming that there would be a new rise of faith and I pray for, for the fish to come in that, that you would bring, bring people in people from death to life people from darkness oh God that we that in that passage all the different kinds of, of, um, of uh, fish that were coming in Lord, we, we pray for, for all the activities we do, for Make Lunch, for the, for the Money Advice Centre, for, for all of the, the community-based evangelism. Lord God, I pray fruitfulness, fruitfulness, fruitfulness. And for the discipling people and healing people, Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray for wisdom. Lord, thank you that you say you give us the keys to the kingdom. And I pray for keys to unlock what you're doing in people's lives. That there would be keys so that the fruit would, be, would come and the river would flow. And Lord, I pray for, for gifts of healing to come. That we would see that the people who are bound up in sickness, whether it's physical or mental or emotional, or that they would be healed and able to come. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus, 
There's a principle in scripture in Timothy when Paul was writing to Timothy and he was saying to Timothy, remember the gifts of God that is in your life, the gifts that have been imparted, the gifts that the Holy Spirit has released upon you. And he quickened and he prayed a prayer for him, asking God to fan to flame the gifts that God had already put in Timothy. And there are seasons in our lives where there are things that God has put on the inside of us. And there are giftings and things that God has endowed us with. But things have come that may have quenched them or distracted us. Or sometimes we've even forgotten about it. But there comes a time in God's calling and in God's season that He says it's time to revisit those things. It's like those wells that have been, you know, filled with all sorts of stuff. And He says it's time to dig the well again. Why? So that that water can come from. So can I encourage you this morning as we pray for those different groups. I think there's some of us here where we need the Holy Spirit to remind us. We need the Spirit to quicken afresh the gifts of God upon our lives. There are things that God has put in you. There are grace that God has put in you. There are calls of God on your life that has gone dormant. And it's time to activate it and to ask God to just put a fresh fire in you, put a fresh desire, put a fresh longing, put a fresh, you know, some of you used to really enjoy even just reading your Bible or even just praying, and that's gone. You can ask Him to just give you a fresh desire for His Word, give you a fresh desire to just spend time in His presence. You used to just be able to just listen to music and just get keyed into that, and it's almost like you're caught up in this whole heaven, even in your own space. In the car, driving to work, just listening to your podcast, going for your run, going for your walk. And all those things have just gone. This is time. That's what the river is about. It's time to say, Holy Spirit, bring me back to that place. Lord, I want to be thrust back into that flow, into that mood of your spirit. And then there's a second group, which, you know, you've heard about all of these things we've talked about. And that's never been your experience. This are the kind of things that happen to other people, but it never happens to me. But scripture says this morning, the invitation is coming out to you. If you would like to experience it, even for the first time, there is an opportunity this morning. Scripture says when you seek Him, you will find it. When you ask, you will receive. When you knock, the door will be opened. So if you're seeking this morning, that's another group I still need to key in this morning. I say, Lord, I want to know something of the move of your spirit. Holy Spirit, will you just come and fill me afresh today? I've heard this thing. I've seen other people talk about it. But I want to experience it for myself. So please, let's gain if that's you. And I specifically want to pray for that second group. Where you're, if you're in that group where you're saying, you know, I've heard of these things, I've seen people talk about it, but it's never been my experience. I would love to pray particularly for that second group. If you're here this morning, and that's you, just, you know, just, Feel free to approach me and come out now. We're going to just create some time. But let's just continue to, in this moment, just continue to key to those groups. Let's ask the Lord to quicken His spirit within us, quicken His giftings within us, and just ask for a fresh insulin. <laughs> 